0: Welcome back to the world's most retro-futurist podcast. That's right, it's Legion of Superheroes versus Star Trek Strange New Worlds. But tonight, we are not talking Legion of Superheroes, although check out our other independent coverage of Legion. Instead, we are talking about Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 3. We're doing a recap episode. We're going over the highs, the lows, although honestly, I don't think there were really that many lows. So we're mostly just talking about the highs of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the
1: Southland. We're part of Uncanny Tracks. How the hell are you doing tonight, Matt? doing pretty well bob got a lot of really good stuff to talk about here uh you know usually when we do these you know season review podcasts there's usually a lot more negative yeah yeah you i mean we're, we're kind of we're negative guys matt we're, we're haters
0: we're haters yeah uh, yeah
1: <laughs> we're haters and it, it's just hard to find much to hate about this season um
0: what we can hate about this season matt
1: is all of the stupid fans who hate this season yeah, that's that's pretty much what we can agree on here. Uh, that, that's the only that's really negative have to put all that is that negative the, energy. <laughs> yeah, the the fan negativity towards just the minutiae and dumb shit. And... Yeah, yeah,
0: and you know, may, sometimes maybe they have half a point, but they should just you know like get a little perspective and realize it doesn't matter that much. Other times, they're not even right about the minutiae they're complaining about.
1: I mean, I don't especially have like a a Ph.D. or something in Star Trek to like be able to watch a new show, but. You do have to have some respect for what came before and not just, you know. Well, and it's like, especially if you're going to complain about
0: like, oh, this show doesn't like fit whatever, whatever, then you should at least have like your facts right
1: about <laughs> what you're complaining about, right? Yeah. yeah, before you post on the internet. And then see, my my thing is like, I want to like say something on the internet back to them, but I'm like, that's just not going to help. It's just going to make it worse. And usually there's like 400 other people who have already pointed it out for me or pointed out to to the person. So I'm like, eh, it's not worth it. I'm just adding another flame to the fire.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I go back and forth on that in terms of social media because it's like I've occasionally gotten into it. I've gotten into maybe like two or three flame wars in the year I've been posting but mostly I try to avoid that stuff because it's just like, I don't know. It probably would be actually be better for the account because negativity drives engagement, engagement, you know, gets rewarded by the Twitter algorithm, yeah. but I don't know. It's just life's too short, man. Who cares? It's a, it's a podcast. It's a Twitter <laughs> account for a podcast, right? Like,
1: <laughs> All right, Bob. So we usually split up our episodes into the great episodes, the good episodes, you know that aren't really bad or anything. They're they're not bad. They're not great. They usually have some impact on the plot. And then we have what we call our dumpster fire, which are the worst episodes of the season. Yeah. Well, and just affirmatively, no dumpster fire episodes this season, Matt. It's the damnedest thing. Not a single dumpster fire episode. Uh, and then even then, some some episodes. You know, I, it was hard to discern whether to put them in the great or the good category. I mean, I think we did a pretty good job. I think you, I think you you went through it pretty pretty uh with with a fine tooth comb i overlooked i looked at what you did was like yeah that's that's about right (laughs) so well do you want to do you want to walk us through uh the great episodes and then i'll walk us through the good episodes does that seem like a good division of labor sure so the great episodes we've got the pilot episode which was a very good uh episode that was focused on the prime directive dilemma it kind of told us what the show was going to be about what we're going to be focused on you know pike's adventures prior to tos Then the next great episode we have is Ghost of Illyria. This gave us some info on Number One's backstory and the uh, Rikia reveal. In Memento Moray, was our next great episode. That would be the Gorn episode that kind of had like a submarine vibe to it. Kind of neat, you know, uh, with the Gorn ships. Spockamock. Which was one of the more funnier episodes, more uh, laid back kind of episodes. I thought you might push back on this one, Matt, because
0: you, uh, you have a. Uh, what is it here on the record is not caring for hijinks as much as uh, old Bob likes hijinks over here?
1: Yeah, Spock and Mock was the one I was kind of thinking of putting in the good, but then I remember there's just a lot that went on with that. And it's also just. It really brings. It, it takes you back to some of the more campier aspects of Star Trek, which is what's been missing from Discovery and missing from other stuff, just those, you know. Some of those things, the hijinks, which I, 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 and looking at the season as a whole, I guess I'm more appreciative appreciative of it now. Uh, Serene Squall, Bob, great episode. Yeah, Just one, great of episode. Yeah. one of yeah, the best. Yeah, one of the best. We won't even go into the details on that one. If you haven't seen Serene Squall, go watch it now. If you don't watch any other episodes, watch Serene Squall. Uh, All Those Who Wonder, which was the Gorn episode that kind of copied off Alien, had a we finally got that uh, that alien plot everyone's wanted in Star Trek for so long.
0: <laughs> and then
1: the finale, Quality of Mercy, which was the, uh, the season finale, which we just wrapped up a podcast on. So if you haven't listened to that yet, you need to check that out. All right, Bob, yeah. hit us with those good episodes. All right, so the ones I put in the good, we've got
0: Children of the Comet, which, was that the second episode, right? Not the third, the second? Second, yes. Second, yeah. Solid, but... Maybe like the Maha Neats, which is the name of the comet, Foresight is a little too neat. Like it's, the, you know, we kind of establish like the sort of ongoing plot of the season about Pike angsting about his fate that he learned about in Disco Season 2. And Children of the Comet is maybe, you know, hitting that a little too hard. Although like I said, it's still a very solid episode. Um, the most we see of Sam Kirk, interestingly enough, And then the next good but not great we had was uh, Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach, um, which, you know, the title alone would probably demote it, even though they justify the title pretty well in the episode. And I think we were a little bit divided on this whereas I I thought it was actually a very strong kind of allegory episode, um, and Matt did not. Uh, It's, you know, kind of largely based on Ursula Le Guin's short story, The Ones Who Walk Away from Omelas. But we'll, we'll leave it in the good. And then our final good one, which would give us a divide of, what, seven to three, which is that is an amazing divide. But our final good episode would be Elysian Kingdom, which is, you know, our kind of fairy tale romp episode in the spirit of Cupid or If Wishes Were Horses, although much, much better than DS9's If Wishes Were Horses.
1: Yeah, it's uh, uh, these good episodes. I mean, the only one I would even consider even arguing with you about is Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach because of the whole just the plot was just stupid with a child sacrifice kind of thing. But that was just my take. Hey man, sometimes you gotta say. <laughs> and and I, yeah, and I'm not gonna go into any detail. But if you want to know more about it, go back and want, listen to our podcast episode on "Lift Us We're Suffering." If you, you want to
0: hear me yell at Matt about <laughs> "Lift
1: Us We're Suffering," yeah, Cannot yeah, reach. And, and how yeah, I, I compare it to a Babylon Five episode that we both hated. So indeed, um, indeed. But
0: <laughs> so I will say that the ratio is kind of interesting, right? Because we get um, two Gorn focused episodes that are both very kind of serious, very kind of like, you know, action, horror-y. Then we get three totally hijinks episodes, right? Uh, Spockamuck, Serene Squall, and Elysian Kingdom, which are, you know, all very good in their way, but just very kind of ridiculous and silly. And then the other five are all pretty like solid, serious, preachy uh, science fiction allegory. And I don't say preachy in a bad way, but just kind of like original Twilight Zone, original Star Trek, you know, they've got their messages and they're they're hitting them. And so you could say that the pilot, the ghost of Illyria, um, all those, or not, sorry, not all those who wonder, but you could say the pilot, the ghost of Valeria, the quality of mercy, the children of the comet, and lift us where suffering
1: cannot reach all kind of fit into that allegory quality. Right. And the, you know, it, I, I was, I was interested when you did, when you should, when I saw this in the notes, I was like, wow, that is very true. Like this is how most, this is how Star Trek should be. You should have this mixture of genres that still fit in that sci-fi category. Like I, I just, I think they did a great job that with that this season. It, you don't see this so much with Discovery. You don't see this so much with. Um, uh, what's Picard. 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 You don't see this at all with the, yeah. either of those. Yeah, you just see these straightforward. Well, the, the they're all things, serious. I, yeah.
0: I think Picard is like just flawed in conception and isn't working like because it's like, you know, like just the it's just flawed totally from the jump. Whereas like Disco could do shows like like it could do a season like this. The only thing that's stopping it is this insistence on always having an overarching plot for the season which always winds up being the same and always winds up being boring.
1: Yes, exactly. To the point where I can't figure out which season is which. Which is so bad. <laughs> like yeah it's it's like red angel is
0: season two universe is season uh, one evil orion lady is season three but maybe she has a point and then what the the aliens from outside the galaxy are season four
1: yeah they're yeah just you have to like break it up by that and you just shouldn't do that like you you wouldn't really be able to do that with this season honestly of strange new worlds other than the the tying the the pilot with the finale which is very similar. Which kind of reminded me of what Babylon Five does sometimes, where you know you had a really strong first episode of the season and a very strong tie-in with the final episode of the season. You know what I mean? And yeah, everything in yeah. between kind of has some hints to what's going on, but it it's still it's still serialized. But at the same time, you're still getting different things going on that are you know that keep it interesting and aren't just focused on that yeah. one central plot.
0: Well, and certainly you do have like ongoing worlds, like you're like you're saying, but it, it's really significant that unlike Disco or Picard, those ongoing plots tend to be like grounded in characters, like like the most pointedly, like we have the dilemma of, you know, is it, what is Pike going to do about his fate? Then we have uh the dilemma of spock and two prings relationship and then we had the dilemma of number one having to conceal her true self and i mean that was one of the things that you know except i think maybe sometimes they hit the pike and his fate a little too hard like the kind of one-two punch of the pilot and children of the comet was a bit much but ultimately the it was really elegant i thought how the season finale like synthesizes um most of the dilemmas from the previous episodes and it synthesizes most of the, our concerns about, Sp- uh, about Spock, uh, Pike, and number one into like a really effective episode. And it also manages to take, it, like, it takes that personal problem of Pike's and then it raises the stakes by altering the timeline instead of just doing some like crazy big, um, crazy big story, like maybe Disco season two, but oh, oh, then they reveal, then they re- reveal in Disco season two that the time trap mom you know
1: (laughs) but bob you mean there's not a giant red cloudy gassy thing that's going to destroy everything in its path that's coming towards earth and pike (laughs) has to stop it (laughs) and i I really hate that i'm uh,
0: ragging on uh burnham's mom because i really like the actress uh who plays her she she was on the wire and she's one of my favorite characters on the wire i don't like ragging on her (laughs) but there it is there it is
1: So, should we go over to uh, the uh, our favorite Gorn episodes, Matt? Sure, Bob. My favorite was All Those Who Wander, which was it was Alien and Star Trek just put together. Great Gorn episode. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, my favorite was Memento Mori because it's Run Silent, Run Deep, but a Gorn episode. (laughs)
0: See,
1: I mean, they could just keep doing this. They could just keep taking like you know, popular properties and putting the Gorn in them. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> you've seen you've seen the immortal
0: meme Gorn with the wind,
1: yes? Yeah. <laughs> the Gorn father. <laughs> Gorn right. fellas. Gorn fellas, yeah. All right. So, so what if...
0: was your favorite of the hijinks episodes, Matt? Oh, serene squall, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Big, big Captain Angels fan on this podcast. Big Captain yeah, Angels fan. we love fans. Captain Angel. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with uh, Um just because I. The Spock and Chapel relationship is really fun. The Spock and T'Pren relationship is really fun. I'm a little, I'm still a little worried about where Spock and Chapel is going to go, just because of where the original series is. There's not too much, too much place for it to go.
1: But nonetheless, uh, I, I'm really enjoying the journey. Yeah. Um, our least favorite for the for the hijinks episodes, Elysian Kingdom, but it's still a fantastic episode. It's just you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked it too. And honestly, it's probably
0: the the least for me, not out of any flaw of the thing, but just out of like fantasy is not my favorite genre.
1: Yeah, and like literally like a lot, like I said earlier in the podcast, it's just like it was hard to make a choice between a lot of these things when you pose the questions that we do in the you know the other recap podcast. I mean, least favorite is still way above in quality than least favorite for, you know, One of the other shows we've watched, covered. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, do you want of our uh, five preachy allegory episodes? uh, I really liked Ghost of Illyria. I liked learning about you know Number One, and I'm one of those people that like I didn't know much about Number One. I realized that like in 1989 or something, they did there was some story that did explain that she, uh, you know, what we do know about her now, like that was already a thing, but to me, this just, this gave me more clarity, more understanding of, of, of her. And, uh, you know, it's obviously going to be a huge plot point for season two of this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean,
1: Rebecca remain like just great
0: performance. performances. Number one, um, I, I would go with the pilot for my favorite one. I, I really like a good prime directive dilemma. And, uh, that was, that was a good prime directive dilemma. One of the, I think the first good prime directive dilemma we've seen, since at least enterprise maybe since voyager so
1: yeah uh now my least favorite like alla preachy allegory episode was children of the comet no not sure cho- yeah uh, i just didn't wait hold on
0: well probably yeah. it would be lift us where suffering cannot reach but if you want to save that one you could talk about
1: children of the comet yeah why did i say that wasn't living yeah i meant to say lift us where suffering cannot reach sorry It was Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach, but we've already kind of gone into that. Uh, I I just did the whole whole child sacrifice thing. I don't know why I put that. I guess because it has the word children in it. (laughs) I got my children mixed up, yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh
0: so if if lift us where Suffering cannot reach is your least favorite allegory episode, mine would probably be Children of the Comet. Like I said this earlier. It just it hits the it hits the fadedness and the uh the like the comet being a potentially divine entity a little too hard for my taste, but I still enjoyed it.
1: Um so what was your favorite overall episode? Matt? Uh loved the finale of Quality of Mercy. Just just that that's that's one of the best episodes of Trek I've watched in a long, long time.
0: Nice, nice. And you sure you sure it's not just recency bias?
1: <laughs> no, it's not recency bias, Bob. No, 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 no. I know, I know. I'm just giving you. A it's hard time. not. It's not. I promise.
0: <laughs> no, it's a great episode. It's a great episode. And I, I, you know, I, I think I was on record before saying I hoped they didn't do the Romulans, but they did the Romulans really well. um Did the Romulans yeah. right, Bob? They did. They did. Uh, my favorite would be Spock and Muck for the reasons I've said. I, I like hijinks. I like screwball comedies. I like Chapel. I like Spock. I like Dupring. Yeah, I just thought that was great all the way around. Also had one of the best um, Ortegas moments. Uh, they will hit you with a lerpa. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, I think we've uh, covered our least favorites pretty well, right? Yeah. Mine, I mean, mine's yeah, Elysian this... Kingdom. It's still great, but that, it would, Elysian Kingdom would be my least favorite.
1: Yeah. All right, so other topics, Bob. What do we want to talk about here? We will talk about Chris Pike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely Pike's
0: show, right? I mean, a lot. Of the other people get a lot of a lot of good real estate to work with, but it's definitely Pike's show. So, do you think um, they've done anything very different with him since Disco, or does it seem more or less consistent to you?
1: His hair got taller. <laughs> um, I think the characterization is pretty much around inconsistent, but he's, uh, he's just much more developed, which is, I mean, obviously going to happen when you have a show focus on him. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we are going to move away from the focusing on him ending up in the chair. Um, but I do like how the pilot and the finale kind of tied it up nicely. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm there. not nearly as confident as you are that we're done with Pike's fate as a major driver of the plot but um i do hope you're right and if if they do in fact move off it and move on to maybe like putting number one and spock more central in season two or maybe even Ortegas, um that that i think would be a good move and would make uh, season one retrospectively even stronger with like the
1: kind of neat opening and neat closing on the pike's fate issue right uh, that's i just think they've kind of I want to feel like they've they've put bookends on it, but eh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. I, I hope you're right. I don't. I don't
0: I, I'm not confident that you are, but I hope I hope you are right. I will say I do think Pike is maybe a little less new agey than he was in uh, Disco. Like, my memory of him in Disco season two was he was kind of he had a kind of new agey vibe that he doesn't so much have in this show. Which I, I'm not. I'm not like opposed or yeah. I, I don't have a preference. I just that's just an observation to me. He reminds you of like Sheridan very much so. I think we I think I made that comparison a, a while a while back. But yeah, very yeah. much how Babylon 5 treats Sheridan. Wow. Although uh, unfortunately Pike doesn't seem to be a connoisseur of conspiracy theories like Sheridan, which is <laughs> one of the facets of Sheridan's character. I've always enjoyed it. In fact, like I was saying in the finale, he he explicitly rejects Romulus Gate. So, there you go. Um so Matt, I'm going to offer you a captain's ranking and then you offer your own. So Okay. My my captain's ranking would be Sisko, Janeway, Pike, Kirk, Freeman, Sheridan, Picard, which is probably way too low, but I'm really bitter after Picard season two. Uh then a vast gulf of quality, Archer,
1: Burnham, the kid from Prodigy. Okay. Uh I mean I, I agree with some of it, but I I'm not I'm not gonna rank the the cartoon with Bob, sorry. I'm just not gonna do it. But I <laughs> just hateful. I just, I never, I, I never you, do Freeman you, on this. You, and be, I never, you better
0: take Kirk off your rankings, then, son, because he's in a cartoon.
1: He's in, yeah, but he's also you know, live action. All right, I know, so, I'm just so, a hard time. so, mine is Cisco's number one, and then Pike is number two, Bob. This is mm. push Pike to number two. Dig him as a captain, and no, that's not recency bias. Pike number two. Number three is Picard. Even though can I ask Picard, you? Can
0: I ask you a question? If yes Bob. Picard sees if Picard season one and season two hadn't happened, would Picard still be number two for you and Pike number three
1: uh probably actually okay. yes I think it would be um, I'm gonna go with Sheridan next especially because I've been learning about him the more I know, like before you when you were having me rank these people like I didn't know much about Sheridan but now I'm like I know more about him I've watched uh, almost two seasons of of him in action uh, nice. I did him. Kirk. But primarily, I want to say I'm more into Kirk. I'm more into Kirk from like the movies than I am Kirk from TOS. But uh, I, uh, please, please, God, tell me
0: you mean one, three, six, and not the JJ ones. Please, God. Yes, yes, me. Bob. That's okay. what I mean. One through six.
1: <laughs> okay. There's like a I don't know. There's a difference <laughs> to me. I feel like a, I feel like we almost see like a separate thing here. But anyway, Janeway is next. But honest to well, God, no, I'll, Bob, I'll come. I'll come you, in. On, I'll come in on that. I agree with you. I, I
0: think I'm more pro original series than you are, but I do think it's not really to the movies that most of the original series characters who are not Spock and McCoy get
1: any flesh to them at all. Right. That's true. Um, now Janeway's next on mine after Kurt Bob, but that's mainly because I haven't watched a lot of Wedger. I have seen her and, you know, I'm, I'm aware of her like leadership abilities in the, in the episodes I have seen. And you know she's kind of a a pillar of Star Trek. Um, you know you've got her number two on yours. I
0: you... I will say in a in a weird way like almost it's better to rank the idea of Janeway than the actual okay. the actual Voyager episodes because like Janeway is great but like she was never very well served by the show.
1: Yeah, and then sadly, Archer's after Janeway. I love Scott Bakula, uh, but his character on uh enterprise just not the best captain just
0: just... well so if we would go to the scott Bakula that you love if we would go to dr sam beckett granted he's not a captain (laughs) where where would you put dr sam beckett on this ranking
1: Uh, this is like this is like asking me to like put the Ninja Turtles in order based like that's like asking me to take the Ninja Turtles and put them in this list, Bob. I can't do that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. It's a completely different character. <laughs> completely different. Like I, uh, can, type of can I can
0: I can I project something and you see if you if you agree? Would sure. you would you put Beckett in between
1: Picard and Sheridan? Mm. Is a character that I like that I love. Yes, but as a character. as a captain or in a position of leadership he wouldn't be anywhere on this list like he'd be we could just flip it to protagonist <laughs> to protagonist yeah I, I do like sam i would put sam beckett probably after picard but before sheridan yeah
0: all right um so your, then, your overall list would be cisco pike picard beckett sheridan kirk <laughs> janeway burnham is
1: that right <laughs> that's correct yes <laughs> And I hate that Burnham's at the end of the list. I do because I wanted to like the character. I did. Jesus.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's it's not. And it's it's an Martin Green does a does a, a as good as she can with the material she's given. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just a writing problem. I mean, you know, like what can yeah. you say? It's a writing problem. Um. So, we get a lot of returning Star Trek characters uh, on this season, Matt. We get number one, Spock, Uhura, Mabinga, Chapel, Kyle, Tapring, Cybok, April, and Sam Kirk. Um, of these, who's your favorite? My favorite is Spock nice nice i always go, always going for the uh, the prestige choice the safe, the safe option <laughs> the safe option yes yes and uh my, mine uh unsurprising anyone who has listened to the prior 10
1: episodes is chapel um and then who's your least favorite matt uh kyle but i really have no reason because i like all these characters no, it's cuz wow. you're bitter that they uh, they changed Kyle's race. I, I No, I, I Bob, don't I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the original Kyle looked like to be honest. Like I don't remember, but he was a know, very I,
0: generic Englishman.
1: Yeah, when I when I think of Kyle, I immediately think of this guy now, so I'm like, whatever. You nice. know, he's just the least nice. he's, he's the least uh he probably had the least screen time here, so I'm just going to go with him One other than Sidewalk, yeah. but I don't yeah. really know anything about cyborg at this point other than you know what i know from star trek 5 so cyborg is pure potential at this point <laughs> yes yes yeah and i wasn't gonna no, put robert me... april because that would just be <laughs> awful
0: oh man for me it's uh sam kirk uh, nothing really against him it's just uh he's not that important interesting so far i'm kind of surprised they made such a big deal out of him and the the pilot to be honest um i we didn't say this um in the finale episode but he does get a lot more time in the finale episode not a lot of time but a lot more time compared to earlier in the show it's not to any great effect it's mostly just a comment on vegan jim kirk's character but you know there it is yeah
1: if you go back to our like our podcast episode on the pilot we really had high hopes for sam kirk thinking that he was going to be like in every episode, and possibly getting shot—or no, I'm sorry—that was the second episode of our this the ep- second episode of uh, *Strange New Worlds*, uh, *Children of the Comet*, where we thought he was going to be like in every episode, and possibly killed or like possibly like maimed every episode, and then really like, <laughs> fixed by Mbinga But no, he just he just kind of showed up like two or three times, and that was it. I guess just to remind us that there's a crook right. on the Enterprise. Yeah, I some and yeah, sometimes he plays
0: like the comedic relief of like, oh man, Noonan sings. I'm glad he's gotten out of her way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's been advertised that like uh, Paul Wesley as vegan Jim Kirk is gonna be like a regular in season two, right? That's am I correct in understanding that?
1: I guess I I don't I haven't anyway, heard maybe. much about it, but I mean it's possible.
0: Because I think the original thing I'd heard is that they had cast Paul Wesley as Jim Kirk, but that he was, like, only going to be in Season 2, which, you know, obviously they just wanted to surprise
1: us, and, you know, fair play for that. Right. Um, You know, if he is a regular on Season 2, I'm good with it. It's just the same as, like, Pike in Season 2 of Discovery. We got him there, and I'm sure people... I I don't remember the backlash at that point, but I'm sure people were bitching about it. And then now he's, like, one of my... He's one of the, like most loved characters at this point. so Everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe Jim Kirk, the same thing will happen. It's going to be really weird though if Jim Kirk does from this particular timeline, if he acts, di- if the actor portrays him a little differently. And I'm kind of glad they've already wrapped up season two so they don't try to go back and like, because of some of the backlash and bullshit we keep getting about Jim Kirk. I wouldn't want them to yeah. like alter the story because of that. Yeah, hopefully he can just kind of
0: organically get developed over season two without, yeah, responding to this stupid fan backlash. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so we might think they'll flat just flat out get rid of Sam Kirk in season two, or do you think we'll have brother drama between them on the Enterprise?
1: Probably brother drama, because I kind of wondered why they didn't just... I wondered... <laughs> this is a good point, Bob, because I kind of wondered why they didn't... Uh, just cast the guy who plays Jim Kirk to also play Sam Kirk, like they did in the original series episode, where they just had William Shatner with a mustache.
0: Oh, they did that. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, it was a fa- Yeah, he just had Yeah, Sam Kirk. Oh, was that. Just... That they could they could have had him do like the twin
1: role. That would have been really fun, actually. Yeah, it, but it, that makes me think that there probably will be a relationship, some kind of yeah. thing, because they don't want to, have to continually have oh, it, the same actor. You,
0: It could have been good for Paul Wesley, too, because he could have kind of, pardon my French, he could have played Sam Kirkmore as a shithead, you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Could have had his range, could have been obvious, and maybe he'll be like, oh, okay, he'll play Kirk differently in the timeline or whatever. All right, Matt. So we we only really have four major new
0: characters, um, but of the four uh, who are Ortegas, Singh, Hemmer, and Angel, who's your favorite? My favorite Bob is Angel. Captain Angel's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they rule. They rule. I I think I was wrong. I think in the episode, um, we were referring to Angel with uh, she/her pronouns, but I think the actress uses she/her pronouns, but the character uses they/them. And then, uh, my favorite would be Hemmer. Uh, man, he was a uh, he was great. He's king. Uh, rest in peace um, the one thing that comforts me is like you said Matt uh, Himmer's coming back uh, although no, Himmer's not coming back but Bruce Horvath the actor who played Himmer is coming back so I look forward to
1: that yeah give us more Bruce Horvath that's what we want do it we- do you have do you have a uh, least favorite among the f- new four it's it's not happening Bob I mean <laughs> I don't I don't have a least favorite of these new characters and honestly I wish I wish we knew more about Ortegas that's about all I can say I'm not saying yeah. that's my least favorite I just don't I wish we knew more, but other than that, they were all, all four new characters were awesome.
0: If I, uh, my least favorite fact is just that there's only really four major original characters. <laughs> like that's not that many. Uh, that w- if I was gonna ding the show for anything, um, it would be to introduce a few more original characters,
1: you know? Yeah. Um, so favorite character overall, Matt? All right. Pike is quickly closing on Cisco to be like one of my favorite captains to follow. Like I really dig him, uh, but I mean, there's still a pretty big space between there. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this goes in season. Oops. Sir. We'll see where this goes in season two. But yeah. uh, if I had to pick like a non, you know, main non-captain character, I'd say Noonien Singh is probably like one of my favorite characters. And like I've, I've a, said this before, that's a surprise yeah, choice. I, yeah, I said this before in my pot in the, in the other episodes. That I just think the actress has like a wide range, and she's an interesting backstory. And everything dealing with the Gorn and just her, the way she presents herself on the ship. Uh, and then seeing her in the finale in almost like a completely different a different way. I like that. Um, and then just, just I, really, I really dig Nudian Singh. I think that's going to that's gonna be a fun character to explore. And hopefully she just keeps going on to the season two and we just learn even more about her
0: nice nice yeah yeah no that i I hadn't fully appreciated that until you said it in our coverage of the finale but yeah uh the actress and the character nuni and Singh actually are showing a a surprising amount of range and honestly if i if i had a biggest source of anxiety after the first episode it was probably her character and i really don't think my worries about you know her character were at all were at at all borne
1: out in fact she's gone in really interesting directions that's a good point, because in the pilot, I, I was kind of the same way. I was like, oh, this is just one of those, like... I felt like she was going to be... Uh, she reminded me a lot of the of Daisy Ridley's character in... What is her name? Uh, Ray. Ray in Star Wars. I was like, eh. But no, it's quickly changed. <laughs> Especially after that episode where she and Una... Uh, or playing the the starship bingo or whatever and you get to know more about her and more about like that they can actually do stuff and have fun and she's more than just a you know a stuck-up kind of character
0: yeah yeah but what's the line number one i don't care what people say you are fun
1: yeah so yeah
0: that <laughs> yeah and then her her doing a much more kind of like girly girl character and in the elysian uh, episode the fantasy episode was very amusing too as i recall all right bob Alright, so my favorite uh, overall, chapel, No big surprise. I love Mad Scientist Chapel, And then who is uh, your least favorite character overall, Matt? Alright, Bob. It's going to be
1: controversial, I guess, but it's T'Pring. I just don't... Boo. I've never liked this, man. I don't like (laughs) T'Pring. I don't know what it is. Never been a big fan of Tapring period. I like how they are kind of exploring her story here. We're learning more about her. But still, it's, it's not my favorite. Uh, yeah. I like to bring a lot. Um, I especially like the gimmick that she's a
0: Vulcan prison guard. That's, that's a really funny occupation for Spock's uh, fiance. I don't know. It it amuses me. It amuses me. Uh, my least favorite would definitely be Sam Kirk, which I, you know, you have kind of in contrast to and seeing high hopes for him at the end of the uh, pilot. And then, uh, you just
1: not gone anywhere really. All right. Um, when it comes to characters who need more development uh, for season two, I'd, Ortegas is one of them. I want to know more about her. Uh, who, do you, who do you... Yeah, place? I mean,
0: definitely Kyle and April need it the most. Um, although I'm much more curious about April than Kyle. And I don't I don't know if Kyle actually needs it. I mean, just we just don't know anything about him. But, I mean, he's a transporter chief, so eh. Um, I feel like number <laughs> one is is going to get a lot of development in season two. And that's to the good, um, because I felt like they did a lot with her in the first half of the season and not so much in the second. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Going back to Kyle, Bob, maybe Kyle just needs like his own, like he needs like to be put on a space station and transferred or something. (laughs) So he can be a star based 24 episode or something where he becomes the if she Discovery ever comes back to
0: the present, uh, Kyle can jump over there and, like, become the best character on the show. There you go. <laughs> so uh, what are your hopes, expectations, or uh, anticipations for season two or, you know, hopefully many more
1: seasons after that? Um, so we're going to see Una on trial, all right? I am interested to see if, like, Pike's future, you know, the sacrifice he made or whatever, you know, the whole finale, um, if he's going to be able to somehow, if he will alter the timeline in some way, mm-hmm. knowing what he knows, because we, we, I have an idea that he probably learned more about what happened to her that we didn't see on screen. And yeah. That maybe that will lead to her not having to serve hard time. I guess she was on, like, what, was it nine years or something? I don't remember. Something... Yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Um, And I really am interested to see what they do with Cybok. And we definitely need more Captain Angel, of course. I do not want Borg, and I kind of want them to avoid the Romulans. Like, even though we've had a great episode, don't fuck it up. Like, just (laughs) leave it. Do something different. Yeah, I think... (laughs) That point
0: I raised in the finale about Pike knowing what the Romulans look like makes me think that there'll have to be some more Romulan stuff down the line. But I agree with you that I hope they handle it very gingerly. Yes. And I did want to ask, were you broadly uh, thinking similar things before the finale or did the finale change your predictions at all? I mean, obviously, it kind of changes your perspective on Una and, uh, and uh, Pike's sacrifice a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I figured, I didn't know they were going to kind of tie up the whole Pike. Well, in my opinion, I think they're going to be tying up the, the Pike sacrifice thing. Hopefully that'll the, the, that'll be, I don't think they're going to follow Pike's, uh, Pike ending up in the chair as much. I'm hoping that's what we don't see. That was kind of my thing. I thought that might get carried over into season two, but hoping it doesn't. Um, other stuff, like, they kind of left, left you hanging with Cyborg. So I feel like he's going to play a major role in somewhere in season two um yeah yeah so for me
0: i mean uh, speaking of characters i definitely want to see more cyborg and i expect we will um i think it would be a shame if we didn't see more of rain wilson as harry mudd because he was pretty fun on discovery and you know that's he's off the board for the 23rd century it'd be a shame if mud didn't make at least one appearance on this show um i'm not necessarily looking forward to it but i will be very surprised if we don't get an episode that ties con closer to being at some point yeah it's yeah i could see that yeah yeah i mean like i said it just seems like it's right there i'm not I, I don't know i'm sure they'll find a way to make it not suck but it just seems like it's right there um i don't know in terms of species uh, i definitely agree with you no borg please god no borg i was gonna say no romulans until this finale and now i'm a little bit more curious to see what they do with the Romulans but you know handle gingerly please um I really don't want them to do the Klingons not I like the Klingons fine I have no problem with Discovery Klingons I just Klingons are kind
1: of overdone and there's a lot of other things you could cover you know right well I'm glad we're both in agreement that we do not want any more Borg oh god have you ever seen the Enterprise Borg episode I have those are the ones I've watched oh boy not good not
0: good Mm -hmm. And then I definitely I expect and hope we'll see more Gorn. Although we are kind of limited about what you can do with the Gorn, right, because of the constraints of the original series. We've seen baby Um,
1: Gorn, and we've seen seen baby Gorn. We've seen their ships. Can't see those adult Gorn guys. Sorry. Can't see (laughs) them.
0: Two species that were less. confined by the original series. Um, we could see more of the Orion pirates and we see a little bit of them in the Serene Squall, the Captain Angel episode. And uh, we could, I mean, I, it seems to me the obvious species to explore would be the Tholians who have hardly been ex- explored on screen at all. They have just, one episode of the original series and then uh, one Tholian in the mirror universe in um,
1: Enterprise. So it would, be, it would be great to see a lot more of the Tholians. I mean, there's plenty for them to play with at this point, so. I'm, going to be, I'm excited. Season two is going to be awesome. I'm thinking. I've got high yeah, hopes. very much looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to it. Of course, I also had so, high hopes for Picard, but that didn't turn
0: out. <laughs> well. we, don't, we don't have those. We don't have those hopes anymore, Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> so would you agree with this overall ranking of Star Trek season ones? Uh, original series, season one first. Strange New World, one set. Ordex, next. Animated series after that disco after that deep space nine after that voyager after
1: that picard after that next gen enterprise prodigy okay i agree with everything you said except i'm gonna go ahead and just move this is not recency bias either but i would be strange <laughs> to worlds in front of tos this has been like the best first season of any trek i mean tos first season had some shitty episodes bob this had yeah no yep. shitty episodes
0: That's true. That's true. But I will say, I mean, you're, you're right. That obviously strange new world season one is all killer and the original series season one by no definition is all killer, but the strange new worlds has the advantage of being much shorter and getting to elaborate on the world that the original series season one started. And I would say there are at least 10 killer season one episodes to the original series.
1: So that, that would be my defense. Yeah, we're we need you to make a Twitter list, Bob, of those ten episodes so that fans know what they need to watch. All right, I will do that. That's a good <laughs> idea. I like this. I know you love your list, so that's gonna. Keep I, I love making
0: deep. a list, Matt. I love making right. a list. So, All right, so uh, one more, um, one more list, Matt, because you know it's it, it's it's me. Um, overall ranking of Star Trek shows so far, uh, I would go DS Nine One, TOS Two, Strange New Worlds Three. Next Gen 4, Lower Decks 5, Voyager 6, the animated series, whatever's after 6, 7, Disco 8, Enterprise 9, and Prodigy 11.
1: Okay, Enterprise 9, Picard 10, Prodigy 11. All right. For me, Bob, DS9 is number one. And DS9, I don't know if it's ever going to be topped. I just don't. I don't think it ever will be. Uh, yeah, Strange I New mean, Worlds.
0: Even if Strange New Worlds goes for like seven seasons, it'll still have only gone for like seven, ten
1: episodes. Seasons, you know. Right. Whereas DS Nine, yeah. Uh, when you God, the number of episodes we've already covered is like incredible. All right. and so, mo- <laughs> most of them very good. Obviously, yes, exactly. uh, obviously a lot aren't, but most are very good. Yeah. Um, I'm going DS Nine number one, strange new worlds. Number two, T and G number three, lower decks. Number four, like you've said before, I don't have this, the fondness for TOS that you do. So TOS is number five on my list. Uh, after that we have Voyager, which I haven't watched a lot of, but I just want to make sure it's put above disco. <laughs> like <laughs> It's like, it's like default. Like it, like it just wins by like default. Uh, <laughs> enterprise comes after disco. Um, because I i tried to watch Enterprise Bob and I, it's just not. I can watch certain episodes and then ugh. I look,
0: right. I would I'm going to pose this to you on air and see how how positively or negatively you respond to it. What if in the distant distant future when we finally finish uh, Babylon 5 versus DS9 and yeah, you know, we don't die hopefully before that. Right. Um, what if we did like highlight reels of Voyager and Enterprise? Like not every episode, oh, not yeah, every totally,
1: episode. I would totally do that. Yeah. I, I, would, okay. I would enjoy that. Actually. I would like to do that because I think that I just feel like I haven't watched enough really to judge it, but at the same time I know enough about it to where I'm like, okay, that's probably going to fit right about there. And, uh, but I would love, I would love to just see some of the highlights of some of these shows that I've, I've, I've missed out on, but I have watched a lot of, I have watched a pretty good bit of enterprise. It's just, I just, what I've watched, I haven't really liked. Um, then there's going to be a huge Dark Chasm, all right, Bob, after I Enterprise? I agree with you. I agree I mean, with you. I would actually maybe locate the Dark Chasm either uh,
0: before Enterprise or before Disco, maybe. Oh yeah. Well Well, Dark <laughs> but Chasm... But after Enterprise then, is
1: fine, too. And then there's Picard, which, God. Season one, I was, was okay. Season two was, God, I... I'm not, I'm not a very, I'm not a talented person when it comes to writing, but God, I probably could have written a better season of Picard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's saying something like, I, mean, yeah. yeah, you've heard well, some of my, you've heard sense. some of my ideas, Bob. They're pretty shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's <laughs> like, I could have written a better, episode. Um, well and, and then like
0: an... like unlike you like I really, really dislike Enterprise like deeply in a lot of ways. Yeah. And for Picard to for me to affirmatively say that
1: Picard is worse than Enterprise, like, oh man. <laughs> like that yeah. pains me to say. <laughs> and then after Picard there's another dark chasm, and this is where Prodigy sits. And Prodigy is Star Wars. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. With with way <laughs> All right, Matt. Speaking of uh, speaking
0: of the evil rival franchise, um, are there any more uh, cheap shots you want to
1: take vis-a-vis Strange New Worlds and Obi-Wan? Yeah, okay. So, Strange New Worlds, Bob. There's no way on earth you could have cut Strange New Worlds into a two-hour movie. Could you? Is there a way to do that? No. Hell no. Hell no. Why, no, no, why would you no want to? There's no way you could. And why would you, you want to? If you'd want I mean, even if you want I don't even know what you would do. Like I you could put the first episode and the final episode together, maybe, I don't know. But Strange New Worlds needed to be cut into ten episodes. Obi-Wan should have been a fucking movie. And I probably would have enjoyed it. And some dude out there actually cut together Obi Wan and put it into a movie form. And it's apparently way better. I it cuts all the dumb shit. Now. It cuts all the repetitive stuff. What now? I kind of want to download that now. Yeah, yeah, it's worth, I mean, you you could have two hours of it, and I think I'd be okay. I mean, you cut a lot of the dumb shit out, the wasted crap that took place over those episodes, the dumb episode names, the, <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> I mean, I just posed the question to you, Bob, though, is there a specific way you can tell, or a tell to identify if a script should be like a movie or a television show? Like, what, what do you think? Is there really like a way to tell? I mean,
0: i i can't
1: think of a great
0: way i mean the obvious answer is just like is it episodic or is it serious you know is it one big narrative because i mean strange new world is episodic and Obi Wan is not or well obi-wan is episodic but it's like episodic in like you know you're just going from one cliffhanger to another cliffhanger in pursuit of like one large story right um So I I guess that's the best I can say. I will say that I think you're identifying like a real, real problem that like that not that not just afflicts Star Wars, but also afflicts Marvel and DC in that like almost every like miniseries I've seen from Star Wars, Marvel and DC, I think would have been much more effective as a two or two and a half hour movie. So Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Obi Wan,
1: Peacemaker, all would have been vastly more effective as movies, I think. Oh, Peacemaker for sure. Oh my god, they didn't have anything to do for three episodes. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I I would say, and the problem is it's all like hindsight, so it's after they've already done it, and you're like, that was stupid. That could have been, I mean, it,
0: I it, wasted yeah. eight hours
1: of my life, and I could have wasted, you know, two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, at
0: this point, it's, like, such a persistent problem, and it's such a persistent pattern, and it's, I don't know, it's just, like, wild to me, like, I, like, I don't know, it's, it's its just wild, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why, why the default has switched from, let's take a, let's take a plot for a movie and stretch it to six or eight episodes, I, I don't know why, I don't know why
1: we're in this place. I don't, do you think it's because the streaming services, do you think they get money for like how often you're actually on the platform. Maybe.
0: Yeah, they want to maximize time on app. So that's and probably so,
1: why. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: well, fuck you guys. All right, yeah. <laughs> you already have so, my money. What more do you want? All right. Yeah, I will say that, I. so I watched Obi-Wan. I, I, my original goal in watching it was I wanted to troll you and say it was literally great and you were just sexist and racist for not liking it. What the, uh, no, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 Sexist and racist. What? How am I, what, how is that possible? Who was I like sexist you, about? Did, didn't you hate a uh, third sister? No,
0: third sister oh, was I thought,
1: okay. I mean, her plot I, was dumb, but it was like,
0: no. I, I, I misheard you then. I'm so, I, I, thought, I thought you, I thought I, so no, I, I like, thought, what?
1: I thought all of anything dealing with, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I, that's yeah, so, It's. It's ahead. important to remember. Sometimes when I'm calling you sexist or racist, I'm mean, I'm being sincere. Other times, I'm just trying to show <laughs> you. So, if anything, I'm actually the worst person because I'm, I am manipulating legitimate things of prejudice in society in order <laughs> to make fun of my friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of evil, Bob. But it's okay. Yeah, yeah. No I'm not sexist about. or racist. I, I have no... I, we've already established that pretty... Uh, throughout the uh, the podcast history here. Um, okay. But yeah, I... So I. Uh, that's clean. But keep going.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to troll you and denounce you on these grounds. Um, at first, I thought it was just fine. Like, it was literally just The Mandalorian. It was the same plot as The Mandalorian, just with different characters and whatever. In one sense, I kind of liked it better than The Mandalorian because it's an Obi-Wan show, so like, you know, it's going to interact with like the larger Star Wars universe. Whereas to me, the dumb thing was like the Mandalorian show shouldn't interact with like Luke Skywalker, it should just be, you know, a kind of slice of the universe. Um, so I, I even kind of liked how they used Vader and the third sister in the show, mostly. Uh, but then when little Leia showed up in the dress at the end, and that was the worst, and I kind of after that
1: yeah well this is awful like obi-wan can go to hell
0: <laughs> yeah like I, said, I, I really wish i could disagree with you i really wish I, I in some ways i still feel like i i hate mando more but i yeah no it's not good and i can't i can't sit here with a straight face and tell you that it's good even though i wish i could
1: yeah i'm just waiting for like cgi han solo to show up or some shit <laughs> all right it's so bad I- yeah. Right. yeah well we're
0: going to be returning to happier greener pastures soon um we'll have another week or two of coverage of legion of superheroes as we wrap up season one of that then we'll be back on that babylon 5 versus ds9 grind we'll be picking up we're in we're in what season season two season three of beef a hive and season and season four four of DS9. ds9 yes yeah yeah we're, we're looking forward to being back in the thick of it we hope you will join us Uh, We are Uncanny Tracks. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.